Are you a crappy partner, crappy wife, crappy husband, crappy mate? This podcast is for you. Give yourself the gift of self-awareness. Learn new skills. Take the time to assess your partnership, marriage, relationship, etc. So how are we going to do this? Start by taking the Crappy Mate Quiz. The quiz can be found on our website, www.crappymate.com, on Pinterest, Crappy Mate, Instagram and Facebook, Crappy Mate Podcast. We will dedicate episodes to discussing the quiz topics. In further episodes, we will be exploring common problems, the speed bumps that occur in relationships. Also, we will introduce time-tested skills and helpful hints to enhance your relationship. And we invite you, our listeners, to contribute your thoughts, questions, or concerns regarding relationships. Welcome to the Crappy Mate Podcast. I'm Dr. Richard Vance Barnes, MD. I'm a board-certified general psychiatrist with 25-plus years in psychiatry. I have treated patients in a variety of settings, both inpatient units, outpatient units, partial hospitalization units, as well as detoxification programs and rehabilitation programs. And I've had a private practice for many, many years. And I'm Barbara Quaid, a marriage and family therapist. I also have over 25 years experience working with families, individuals, and couples. And my life as a therapist has been both humbling and joyful. Before we get started, I'd just like to talk about our disclaimer. The Crappy Made podcast is designed to be a useful tool to help individuals and couples have happier and healthier relationships. This podcast is not a substitute for individual or couples therapy, and as always, relationships need to be safe. Seek professional help as needed. The Crappy Made podcast was developed out of hearing years and years of stories and accounts from patients in therapy about their mates and themselves actually being crappy mates and poorly behaving within the relationship. And so this concept was then developed into a podcast of how can we help people to actually improve upon their relationships. And so in order to do this, we developed a quiz. And the quiz, we really thought about some concepts that we thought were important in a relationship. And so the Crappy Mate quiz ended up being a 10-question self-scoring assessment that can be found on our Facebook page. And our Facebook page is aptly named The Crappy Made Podcast. And along with the quiz, you will find a glossary with the terms we used both in the podcast and on the quiz. And this is so we can all be on the same page. Now, to score the quiz, you will read each question carefully and then ask yourself, do I do this almost always, sometimes, or almost never? And when we thought about this, the scoring is like this. Almost always is worth three points. Sometimes, two points. And almost never, one point. So once you have your total points, you add them up. And a score of 10 to 17 clearly indicates that one needs improvement. A score of 17 to 24, one has a degree of awareness, but improvement can still be beneficial. And a score of 24 to 30, one is aware, insightful, and acting in a positive manner as it pertains to the relationship.
In this discussion today, in this podcast, we will be talking about being able to see my mate's point of view. Am I able to do so? You know, in any relationship, and especially in a romantic relationship, the longevity and durability of the relationship will depend on how conflicts are resolved and whether there is mutual respect for each other. The aspect of mutual respect aligns directly with being able to see and state your mate's point of view or perspective. So a working definition for point of view is a position or perspective from which something is considered or evaluated. You know, most of the couples that I've seen through the years in therapy have had a very common complaint in this regard, and that is they will say often that my partner or mate never is able to see my point of view. This is a recurring issue and that I've heard in many, many cases and will quite often drive a couple into therapy. There's a couple of couples that really come to mind and that I've worked with through the years in the past in which travel seems to be a point of conflict for, for couples, and especially when they travel to places that they're really not familiar with. And Often, what I will hear is that, you know, he or she did not listen to me when I said, we need to be at a place at this particular time, and this is how we should get there. And it seems that the couples in therapy that I've had have had issues in which they could not agree and see each other's point of view in terms of getting to a particular place or, or uh, getting to a meeting point or, or even using what method of transportation that they would use to get that place. And quite often, do you know, they have actually missed the event and that just seems to stir up and to create even more tension. And quite often, there have been some really heated arguments that have occurred in those situations. So the person couldn't listen to the other person and put themselves in their shoes. Exactly, exactly. You know, this is a key issue for a lot of couples. And it seems like it seems really, especially during travel, when it comes up most. Well, I think these things come up when we're stressed. And I think probably your travel example, it's stressful to travel. And then we get into these mind frames like a should or an ought. We should do it this way or we should do it that way. And we stick very hard to our own perspective. And that's a great point. And we come from different places and our perspectives are built from our different experiences, our upbringings, etc. You know, for instance, let me share with our listeners that my background is from growing up in poverty and having lived and grown up in a New York City housing project. I have a very different perspective on life's events and things that are happening in the world. And my point of view, I have to admit, is colored by my experiences. And I think that happens, though, for everyone, because we all come from different families, different regions, maybe even different countries. We speak different languages, possibly. But we do have a different perspective. And it's all our history, our genetics, a number of different factors. Yes, I would agree with that. And we have to be sensitive to the fact that we do come from different backgrounds, different viewpoints that have been shaped by 
cultural upbringings, our familial upbringings, our experiences. Let me just share with our listeners in my own life, in spite of my many years of treating people in therapy, I must admit that I've had times where I did not or could not appreciate and acknowledge my spouse's point of view. However, my spouse and myself have developed a word, a trigger word or a phrase that will help us to laugh at ourselves and to use humor to break the tension. But for me, it's a grounding aspect for me. It helps me to ground myself and to realize that, you know, I'm going too headstrong and I'm not listening. And let me just share this this humorous phrase or a word or how we how we uh, proceed with this. And my first name is Richard, as our listeners know. The trigger word that my spouse and I will use is she will say to me when I'm in my own zone and not really appreciating her viewpoint, she'll say, oh, I can see little dickies out again. And we laugh and we find that that's really quite humorous. But for me, it grounds me and it makes me look at myself and say, wait a minute, you need to slow down. You're not listening. Your head is way too strong and way too big at this moment. And you need to to back up and start listening. That's great, because one, what you're doing is using humor to break the train of thought, to break that pattern that both you and, and your spouse, your mate, are into at that point. So if we can use humor in day-to-day life, and particularly when we're listening to our spouse or our mate, that's going to help us. I think having humor, being able to laugh at ourselves is very, very valuable. That's a wonderful point. And I often will tell my professionals in particular, my nurses, my doctors, my residents, you know, when you get up in the morning and you take your socks out the drawer, take your ego and put it in its place where the socks were. And in other words, be humble, stay humble. Don't be too big on yourself. Don't believe that you're perfect and you don't have to be perfect, which is another really important point. And accept the fact that you have a higher power or there's a force in the universe that's greater than yourself and that you are not perfect. Well, and I also think that we are not the authority. And when I say that, I think, you know, as a marriage and family therapist, I'm not the authority on the relationship that I have with my spouse. I'm just not. So it. I have to listen to him and recognize that if we have problems, we'd have to go to someone else to help us. So there's no one that's really the authority in a relationship. You both are authorities. Yes, and, and I think that it works best when you can share your experiences and you can really obviously share your viewpoints, although at times they may differ. But you want to be able to appreciate your mate's point of view. It's very, very important. So just some key points from today's podcast. Being able to see your mate's point of view fosters a healthier and happier relationship. The ability to hear and appreciate your mate's point of view fosters respect for your mate. And as we mentioned earlier, respect is one of the cornerstones of maintaining relationships long term. So we have helpful hints for you. In each podcast, we will provide some hints to get you started in improving your relationships. Use these hints in between podcasts 
Or, as I'm hoping, you'll make a practice of using these hints in your daily life. So, am I able to hear my mate's point of view? Our hints for today are, number one, listen with the intent to understand. Two, ask clarifying questions. Three, hold on to your opinion in silence. The crucial step is to listen. So, so many of us tend to be thinking about what we're going to say and and really get our point across. But this is really the idea is to listen. And four, ask yourself, would I rather be right or happy? And five, let go of the small incidental stuff. And thank you for the helpful hints today, Barbara. I just uh, want to just say to our listeners that it's really helpful if they can come up with these kind of trigger words that are humorous that would help to to ground them during their discussions or any controversy that they have. In closing the podcast today, I just want to remind our listeners of our disclaimer. The Crappy Mate podcast is designed to be a useful tool to help individuals and couples have happier and healthier relationships. This podcast is not a substitute for individual or couples therapy. And as always, relationships need to be safe. Seek professional help as needed. Thank you for listening to the Crappy Made podcast. We invite you to submit comments, questions, and or concerns about today's podcast, or give us feedback on relationship topics you'd like to hear covered. We encourage you to try our helpful hints. Give these a go, try them on, try them on for size. Remember, you can follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages under the Crappy Mate podcast. Our website is www.crappymate.com. And please be sure to subscribe. Thank you for listening.